good morning good evening good afternoon welcome back to the out of the abyss here with you as per usual lot pip and jake hello hello fellas that was a fucking ride last week huh yeah dude i'm very mad you decided to this went into two parts dude i was getting super into it and you just fucking took it away from me yeah, the cliffhanger and then the delay, yeah. I almost forgot about it, and I was just going back over it. And, uh, yeah, the the butterized dog. Yeah. I'm, I'm the, with all the viewers and saying, that's, that's fucked up, dude. Do we, I, wait, do we got do we got viewers saying things? Are we getting feedback? No, no, but, like, anyone ah. listening to that would be, would be like, what the fuck, dude? I, yeah, I, I, I would also, I was, I know, because I was also like that, and I'm a host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can go after the dogs. Leave the dogs alone. Leave the dogs alone, dude. They you think they got the sphere or something got them first? I want to think that the dogs at least achieved biting that weird sphere full of liquids. I feel like the sphere was like bait, like a droid. Oh. Like that's the vibe that I get. That's a good point. Would you listen, gentlemen, if you saw a baseball sized glass sphere floating and it was full of two separate liquids sloshing around and it was glowing. Would you follow it? No. <laughs> no I, I'd be I'd be intrigued for sure, but uh, I mean that's that's fucked up, dude. Uh, I will freely admit that I come from like the South US school of thought where like if I saw something like that and I had a gun, I would shoot it. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask questions. I'd just be like, "What the fuck is that?" and just open fire. I would be very afraid, but I feel like I'm too curious to not follow it. I'd be curious, but I'd wait for someone smarter and braver than me to figure it out, and I'd just read about it. Dumber and braver, perhaps. Yeah, well, no. those two things are often confused. Dude. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I think, I think I will follow it. I think I would try and tail it at a more reasonable distance. So, what do you think? Yeah, but like, like you, th you think this fucking floating orb thing and whoever's controlling it's gonna not be like, look at this idiot following at like a moderate distance. I mean, I'm not following it at like biting range. Social sure, distance. But like, I'm gonna but like, social distance from the paranormal orb. Yeah, but I'm 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 fairly confident that whether you were like right up against it or like fairly far away, it would have the exact same effect. You're not going to hide behind a tree from the fucking aliens, dude. Yeah, I mean, they did just beam from, like, a cylinder above. So, I mean, I yeah, guess they lure thing. me somewhere. They can just beam me. Do you think yep. that pip butter tastes like kombucha? <laughs> Listen, man, I've had one thing of kombucha. That's, that's how it starts. That's how uh, it always yeah, begins. Yeah, you're going to see me. I've got dreads now. <laughs> yeah, He's becoming the lead Play singer of Rage now. Against the Machine. We gotta end this. I drank some kombucha and steel drums have just manifested. <laughs> Sorry, whatever. I think white guy with dreads. My first thought is Rage Against the Machine. Oh, I was thinking like maximum white guy hippie. Oh. I, gotta I gotta throw in some steel drum music now. Hold on. Pause <laughs> the podcast. Everyone relax. Oh, just burn a fat doink. Throw on yeah, some dude. Bob Marley just and the Rollers. Just out in Amish, smoking fat doinks. Roll the uh, giant. You, you hear with the steel drums? Rick, this is you. Or sorry, we 
I'll be real, steel drums are actually very chill. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's actually super talented, though. Holy shit. Yeah, anyway, well, let's back to it. <laughs> the boys Can are we get some steel, steel drums? drums overlaid in that, that discussion there? <laughs> Just Rolled fade a, that in. Roll the joint with one of those three foot long papers. Call that Skinwalker Branch. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. I was just thinking Paranormal Orb. Paranormal? Is that anything? P paranormal, dude. Nah, it's That's so crazy that I've been doing this podcast the whole time by myself. That's so wild. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm out here adding valuable content about steel drums. <laughs> We'll, we'll leave that up to our editor if this is funny enough to stay in or not, I guess. <laughs> hey, you can just splice out some, you know. Some of it. Most of it. See if it's Colton approved. I want to see a super cut later on of just all the cut content that wasn't funny yeah. enough. Yeah, like, like the time that he made a super cut of me vaping. That yeah. was I'm legit going to upload that to the Patreon. It's that was hilarious, actually. Funny. I wonder if there's a super I'm not even gonna hide the vape anymore, dude. I'm just gonna fucking send it. He's just gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be an uh, season one, season two thing. There you go. That's how my cat I feels. A super cut of every time I bump my chair into the desk. I was gonna say, Jake, that's how my cat feels throwing up on the carpet, knowing that I'm gonna come clean it up. Just total <laughs> confidence. <laughs> yeah, just. Bleh. Absolute so, trust. Now we're gonna see how many we can sneak through. So, <laughs> moving away from vapes. And back to Skinwalker Ranch. In. Let's get on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's take a look at the crazy shit that went on. If you guys remember the end of last episode, when the Shermans sold the ranch to millionaire Robert Bigelow, owner. God, of, I forgot that was his, his name. Actual name. Dude. Owner of Bigelow Aerospace. You think he goes by Bob instead of Robert? Bobby Bigelow. Oh Bobby man, Big, that's a, dude. Oh Bobby B. That's a powerful name. It is. So, Bigelow purchased the ranch. Immediately sends the scientists that he funded a group, <laughs> a group called Nids. <laughs> you good? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Nids gets me a little bit every time I have to say it. It's a, it's the National Institute of Discovery Science. So, the scientists talked with Terry Sherman, and they talked about like how do we track the phenomena. And some people wanted a ton of equipment and like floodlights and twenty four seven surveillance. Like, maybe drones in the sky. Okay, probably not. This is the late 90s. But you know what I mean. The full Monty. Listen, if they had drones, they would have used them. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've still yeah. got that steel drum going. I'm going to pause that. If they just had, like, <laughs> bag drones or something, you know? But Just birds with disposable cameras. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. all birds are. We know that for a fact. Polaroid pigeon, dude. Oh, fuck. That's, a, <laughs> that's also a good band name. <laughs> It kind of is, though. What was, what was the one you came up with earlier, Pip? Third person hand job. <laughs> Third person masturbation. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, some people wanted, like, a lot of equipment and floodlights and stuff. But Terry and some others wanted, like, a quiet approach. The exact thing that Terry said was that he wanted to stalk it like he would a large game animal. I'll okay. be real. That's a decent, that's a, that's a decent tactical plan. Sure. They figured to put the equipment on the ranch, set up a base in a nearby town, drink margaritas, and just watch the screens. I, I don't know about the margaritas. I'm just assuming that was that would be part of my I'm, plan. I'm really hoping they got a margarita. If we ever go hunting, could we get a margarita machine? 
Ja. Nice. Hey, uh, Lot, you've been away for a bit. Yeah, Pip, don't worry about it. You want to come out into the woods? I found this really sweet margarita machine. No, nobody else come. Everybody sit down. Just Pip. Just follow the sphere. <laughs> and, 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 oh, that's that's not a protoplasmic ooze in the sphere. That's a margarita mix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then he, he wasted away margarita. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so hard to think of a way to segue into that. <laughs> after a little discussion, straight stolen. After a little discussion, they decided like, all right, we're gonna go stealth, and they got ready. Terry was telling them how he would sneak out late at night and hunt the phenomena like a big game animal, crawling around the ground trying to get video evidence, and basically never succeeding at all. In fact, he had oh, so Metal little. Gear. Yeah, yeah, he had so little success that Nids was like, yeah, let's do that. So the group took a long look at some similar science experiments. Project Hestelin in Norway and Project Gulf in Florida, both of which involved trying to measure aerial phenomena. By the way, this was like 60 pages in the book of just science that I don't understand even a little bit. It could be total nonsense and I would be like, yes. Yeah, it looks smart. <laughs> like, all right. So, that sure sounds official, but I don't know enough to contest it. <laughs> yeah. They decided to bring a bunch of cameras. Some stuff for measuring electromagnetic fields, a Geiger counter, some walkie-talkies, a small herd of test cattle, and an elite three-man team. This team was... Oh, nice. Some walkie-talkies, dude. Ultra elite hollow-foil three-man team. They're decked out. They've got their shirts. They've got their fanny packs. They've all got their inhalers. Yeah, this, <laughs> rock. this team was a physicist and a veterinarian, both of whom are anonymous. And Colm Kelleher, a biophysicist and the author of Hunt for the Skinwalker, which was pretty much the primary source of info on the ranch that's publicly available and what I used for a lot of reference for this book. Or for this for this episode. Was that the was that the one that you were saying you had some difficulty reading? Yes. Was that the? Hmm. Yes. A lot of it is science that I don't understand, and a lot of it is science that I understand just well enough to tell that it's probably not true. Ah. Not necessarily the ranch, but like the math that he was presenting, I was looking at and being like, mm. some some of it, a hundred percent. Some of it, I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> So, what would you guys do? What would you guys go in guns blazing? Like you got floodlights, you got cameras, uh, you got maybe higher paparazzi, or are you guys stealthing it out? I feel like that's a bold approach when hunting something that has notably vaporized a dog. Yeah, they're just reporting. I, mean, I feel and like I feel like things. both of them, right? Like like <clears throat> you come at it super aggressive. It's just gonna assuming that you know like sentient or something. Sure. It's just gonna be like. I'm gonna vaporize you too, right? But you're sneaking around. He sees you. He's like, "What the fuck you doing?" Now I'm gonna vaporize you. Like, there's no winning. Like, yeah, situation. I don't know. I feel like if I was an advanced alien, you know, UFO floating around, and I saw somebody trying to be sneaky, I would just watch him. True. Right? Like if if you if you were minding your own business in like a park or something, and you saw an animal trying to be sneaky, and you could just see it in plain sight, you definitely just sit there and watch it, right? Versus if it was going around being loud, making a big fuss, you'd be like, well, I don't want any of that business. 
So the first thing this crack team of SCP-MTF-style adventurers did was canvas locals. Local natives and tribe members from the Ute were very cooperative, openly telling Kelleher of multiple experiences with weird flying objects over the past few decades. The neighbors of the ranch, who were not native, also had a lot of stories that they divulged after several weeks. It took a little bit of questioning because at first everyone was kind of weirded out, being like, I don't really want to talk about it. But, yeah, once they really started to pry, holy shit. Uh, one farmer recounted the story of a cow with bizarre injuries. Remember that last episode where they were talking about cows would would disappear and like all the, the branches up above would be broken? Oh, yeah. Well, the classic alien abduction thing, right? Yeah. So, this farmer sees a cow, and it's laying in the field. It's a ways away from where all the cows usually roam. So he went out to check on it, and he found that it had two broken legs. He's like, what the fuck? So he, he kind of fixes the legs. The cow can't really move. And later, the cow disappears completely, despite its immobility. The next day, he looks out. He sees the cow again, about... 50 feet away from where he had originally seen it. So he runs out to check. Now all four of the cow's legs were broken, and he had to put it down. And to this day, the man swears that the cow must have been lifted up and then dropped back down twice. Once breaking the two legs, and the second time breaking the other two. How heavy is this cow? Cows are extremely heavy. I mean, they, no, like, they, they've already abducted other cows, though, haven't they? Was he just, like, a double-thick cow? No, I, well, I think the abduction was successful. They just put it back after, right? Yeah, they just it fumbled. Like it's, they it's gone. they butterfingered it. Are they aliens? We're just, like, oh, well, it's, it's, we got it's, the It's cow. like when you're playing, like, the claw game, right? You pick it up, and you're almost out, and then it falls back down. Yeah. Like, oh, leg's broken. The test is complete. <laughs> What happens if we drop this fucking cow, dude? <laughs> that was that was the whole point, man. Okay, it lived the first time, and now it's just not—it's not moving. What happens if we do it again? I see the back legs are broken. What if we drop it from this angle? Ah, uh-huh, the front legs also are capable of breaking. Write that Amazing. down. <laughs> but that wasn't the only mutilation. Terry reported one to Callahan and his team uh, crew one time. And when they, when they found the body, so he, he finds this cow, and he goes and he calls Keller, and he's like, this is fucked up. And they all run out there. And the body was basically disassembled. The limbs had been ripped off the calf brutally, but the whole thing was displayed neatly. The limbs were placed, you know, where they kind of should have been, except like a foot outwards, hooves facing out, torn joint facing torn socket, just a couple of feet away. And the cavity of the chest was pink and clean. And a cavity it was because all of the organs were gone. And despite that, not one drop of blood on the surrounding ground. See, now, this feels like something that, you know, like an advanced species wanting to learn about a less advanced race might do. They're just like, well, let's see if we can take it apart and put it back together again see how it works. (laughs) It's just one of them. What will they care? But... And taking that um, that incident of a terrifying disassembly and being unmade of a creature, I uh, it it makes me lose a lot of the sheen of it would be a little cool to be abducted by aliens because I do not want that happened to me. Now they're gonna take you apart and display you, dude. Yeah. 
I, I, I'm, I'm very attached to my parts. I like being together. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Interestingly, after this, this, they found this body, they started doing sweeps with their instruments, and they came to realize that the nearest bars of the corral, like right where most of the mutilated cattle were found, were magnetized. No other bars of the corral were, just that one corner where the mutilated cattle kept being found. Weird. And increasingly, they found that the compass was a really good tool for tracking the anomalies. Almost every single bizarre happening would make a compass swing wildly. For example, Terry was once watching the animals that had been left on the farm when he saw a cow do something weird. The cow was wandering towards a blue salt lake. It was a little ways off from the herd when it stopped in its tracks. It lowered its head, and it just began to slowly back away from the salt. Terry's like, what the fuck? He grabs his wife, he grabs a compass, and they both watch as the cow backed up a long ways and then turned and ran back into the herd. And the herd split down the middle. Half the cow's running west, and the other half stampeding east. The compass, meanwhile, was pointing directly in between the two herds, as though something was there that the compass could pick up. Something that the cows huh. could, could pick up, but we couldn't and something that gave off an electromagnetic field significant enough to alter a compass. They tracked the anomaly by both the movement of the cows and the movement of the compass needle south for 11 minutes before it finally vanished. Um... Eh. Okay, so... The, the electromagnetic thing sort of makes sense because that's a lot of high power, right? And we would know that advanced species would be capable to such power outputs regardless of whatever nonsense they're pulling at local farms. Um, but what senses do cows have that people do not? Cow sense? That, that was going to be my take, dude. Like, cows aren't exactly, like, I don't know if you guys have ever been around cows before, but they're kind of dumb. Right? They're not exactly, like, they don't have any know. sense, really, at all, other than, like, herd mentality, right? I don't know. Maybe Gary Larson was onto something. No. <laughs> See, the cows... A little far-side humor for y'all. <laughs> See, the cows don't have a calcified pineal gland. That's the difference. Ah, there it is. Yeah, open, of course. Open your third eye. But, 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 but actually, going, going, back, going back to this, this <laughs> splitting of the herd, right? Four um, stomachs, three eyes. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't see a world where where cows see ghosts or cows see aliens. I'm sorry, that makes no fucking sense. They just exist on a lower frequency than we do. Oh yeah, maybe it was the like cows different. or the aliens, dude. Dude, cows and the ghosts. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, there's, there's I don't have animals that there's animals thing, right? that can but. make and perceive sounds at different wavelengths that are perceptible from human senses. So maybe there's some right. kind of but are cows one of those animals? I mean, maybe it's not it, a sound base. Right? It's some other sort of wavelength of thing that's high energy. Maybe cows can feel X-rays. I was gonna say it could be body warmth. There's just a really body, hot sure. spot. Sure. Oh I mean, yeah, it's the aliens had 5G at the Skinwalker Ranch, and that's where all the cows were running. Yeah. It is fast, though. Clearly. 
Crazy though, UFOs were a sight that were really common at the ranch. All kinds of crafts and groups of crafts would zip over the ranch in full view of team members and neighbors alike. There was a, a triangle UFO with three headlights that was a, a regular visitor. And the blue ball of light from last episode that butterized the dogs, that thing came back too. Uh, oh, they didn't get it. Yeah. I even have... You gotta, you gotta catch the butterer, dude. That... Listen, I mean, that's one of the base instincts of a dog, though. You see a ball, you gotta chase it. True. I, I even found a tale of, like, a portal of some kind that opened up. It's from the NIDS researchers. So, these two guys wanted to be anonymous. So, let's call them Pip and Jake. And uh, we're gonna... We're, I want this to be an audio drama. We're doing an audio drama. Pip, you be Pip. Jake, you be Jake. I'm the narrator. Oh, I, I, I want to be Jake. Be <laughs> <laughs> so the scene itself, the lines and the narration and stuff, these are all from the Kelleher book almost directly. Sands, of course, my artistic liberties. Scene. August 25th, 1997. The night was warm, clear, and beautiful. The NIDS team was sitting silently on a ledge of a bluff, probably listening to I'll Be Missing You by Puff Daddy and Faith Evans featuring 112 since that was the Billboard number one hit at the time. They looked out on a field looking for a phenomena. Some four hours into the watch, Jake had an idea. I have an idea. Jake had found that meditation sometimes made <laughs> the anomalies pop up, and after explaining such, he did just that. Uh, I found that meditation sometimes made the anomalies pop up. So I'm going to go do just that. And nothing happened. It's been two hours. Let's pack up the cameras and tripod and EMF reader and move to a different place. I'm sure the meditation is the key here. How's that Bob Dylan for you? Tangled up in So, <laughs> So they packed up. But just as Jake was thinking that maybe the meditation trick wasn't going to work, he saw something. There's a glitter of light down below, yellowish, as if the midday sun was reflecting on glass. Except that it was 3 a.m. Uh, Mr. Dylan, please hand me the camera. I'll take as many pictures as I can. Good thinking! I'll use the binoculars and you take the snapshot. I can't keep this up. <laughs> The light had continued to grow in intensity, brighter now, with a thick source, as, as if it was getting bigger, like it was opening up. Is it still growing? Ten inches, a foot, foot and a half? What the actual fuck, dude? That's not a light, that's a tunnel! <laughs> I'm turning into some kind of bad newscaster. Jesus Christ, something is coming out of it. What the fuck? I only see light in the camera. Fuck, no! It has no fucking face! <laughs> I'm oh, turning into Captain Kirk! <laughs> oh my god, it just fell to... It has no face, it just fell to the ground and walked away. What the fuck was that? I can't keep up any character work. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's, that's quality content. By now, the well, light. Listen, you guys are laughing. <laughs> Sorry. 
by now. The light had dimmed and gone away, and nothing else was visible there. Are you sure that you saw what you saw? The film only picked up some blurry light. Absolutely, a tunnel up and down the light and some giant thing with no fucking face on its head fell out. It was humanoid and at least seven feet tall, maybe 400 pounds. It walked off into the trees. It's fucking out there right now. They scanned with instruments, but everything was normal. Radiation levels, EMFs, all standard. And they never saw the humanoid creature again. Seen I would end. leave. I would move to a different zip code. Yeah, I, would, if, I would leave. Even <laughs> if I didn't live in the same zip code, I would move to a new zip code, just in case. <laughs> Never know. Yeah, that... Yeah, I don't like that. Anytime that someone says, it has no face, I'm instantly, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. done. Things, things usually have faces. You know, I'm, it's, uh, it's pretty normal for me to see things with faces, and the second they don't, it freaks me. Yeah, I have a personal policy against angering anything that weighs as much as a small car or could be described using the words, has no face. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Especially break if it mold falls here, out of I've a portal. Always, yep. I'll, be, I'll break the mold here. I've always thought the, the no face aesthetic was a little bit kind of cool. Pip wants to have a computer screen for a face once the glorious transhumanist revolution comes, so I'm not shocked. It's just yes, man, dude. Oh my god, no, I don't want to be yes man. <laughs> Too late, you're yes man. Uh, what's his voice? Maybe I'll do that one. <laughs> After that, there was another kind of infamous incident. This is something a lot of people have heard about. The camera vandalism. They had a ton of cameras that were set up in sets of three. Terry went to check on them once and immediately called in some team members because three of the cameras had been taken offline. Their wires ripped out, the duct tape that they were fastened with completely gone. The PVC piping that had held up the cameras was bent and twisted. They searched the film for a hint, but all that they could tell was that all three cameras went out at exactly the same time, 8.30. They looked for the duct tape, couldn't find any hint of it, and they, <laughs> they finally had the genius idea of, hey, let's check the other cameras and like see what those saw because they were pointed directly at the vandalized ones that makes sense so they roll yep, the film back that's, the, that's step one right <laughs> they roll the film back they find the 830 timestamp and nothing they couldn't believe it they were looking right at the cameras at the time they all went out but it just looked as though nothing happened granted these are all late 90s cameras so they're all grainy as hell but like still like something should have been visible right the the PVC pipe bending the 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 sudden absence of the duct tape nothing changed nope you think they were just even just like one frame to the next or something something to indicate that it happened at once not a, not a single clue nothing and that freaked everyone out Terry noted that it it kind of reminded there. him of the way that the cattle mutilations had been displayed hideous but also neat and tidy no mess. It's very complete. I just want to take it apart, dude. See how it works. Oh, yeah. I used to do that with electronics when my dad was done with them. We got a new VCR. He gives me the old VCR and his toolbox. I'm like, all right, you can take it apart. I also used to do that. Oh, nice. Was it just a cool thing that dads did? 
I mean, it's one of the. Uh, I, I definitely didn't have permission to do that. I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, but it's one of the best ways to learn how to, like, things work is to take them apart. Yeah, it's very like educational. Cows, <laughs> like yeah. Cows. People have noted the similarities that Skinwalker Ranch has with the New Mexico town of Dulce, which is famous for its underground military installation. Both places have had UFO activity, balls of light, mysterious figures, and other anomalies. Finally, I gotta get a, sla- a slingshot next time we're out UFO hunting. That orb shows up, I'm just sh- shooting a rock at it. Oh yeah, take it out. Finally, there I, you go. I want us to look at this this little thing I found. This is a fun little website, SkinwalkerRanch.org/classification system. Oh, oh I'm yeah. I'm fucking on the entities, dude. It is a list oh, of entities recorded can... as having been seen. I can't find a source for these claims, and this is the best website I've ever found. But this is this is great content. This is what it's all about. I love the format. You can tell, dude. It's got the custom scroll bar and everything. And the big... The Bulletproof wolf? What? Yeah, here, oh, wait. No, we talked about that. Oh, we talked about that in part one. Did we? Did. Yeah, part one. That was sort where of, we yeah. shot it, and he just looked at him. Yeah, okay, you ready? You ready? Uh, let's right. let's go through. Let's go through this list. Let's take turns reading from this list. We'll go over the All description, right. the function slash interaction, the type, the duration, and the frequency, which is my favorite because it it kind of looks like when I look up stats for Pokemon Go and it tells me like the percent chance of a Pokemon being you know male or female or, or shiny or whatnot. And they're, oh, yeah, never... What are the drop rates on these aliens? Exactly. There's never a source for, like, they don't say what the source for this information or the numbers are. They just say, like, 46% chance of seeing. Who wants to Who wants to go first? Who wants to take care of the spotlight right at the top of the page? I, I got it. I got it. All right. Description. The spotlight. Large letters. Quotations. A single spotlight, similar to that on a motorcycle, travels around at about 10 to 40 miles per hour, which is a pretty wide window. Uh, Typically hovers around 8 feet from the ground, sometimes seen with a red tail light behind it. Can fly over any terrain type. May also be related to, if not misidentified, as a flash drone. This does sound similar to a motorcycle, except it flies. Yeah, it kind it's, of sa- it's just Hagrid's motorcycle. I was going to say, what's that guy that, that the villain that Nick Cage was? Ghost Rider. It's just Ghost Rider. Seems to be some sort of observation slash sentry type vehicle. At times it seems to ignore the witness or not be able to locate your position. Other times it will directly beam the spotlight immediately upon the witness location. This phenomena type will interact if it spots you. If it spots you, either it doesn't see you at all or it shines the light directly on you. Is that the interaction? It pointing the light? Or you you get some complimentary probes with that? It, no, it just rolls up to you and insists that you play a game of cribbage with it. And if you win, you get the flying motorcycle. I thought for a second you were going to say Simon, because that seems like something aliens would subject people to. <laughs> it's just like a couple of tones and you got to match. Just manifest a diamond or something if you win. 
Are, are you done yours? Because I found that... one that's like freaking <laughs> so, me out a little bit. It's a it's machine-like. Seems to be able to read minds. Unsure if there is a mechanical structure behind the lights, as no body has been witnessed. Duration: ten to fifteen seconds. Forty-six percent chance of seeing. All right, Jake, hit me the with cage it. In the eye, dude. Um, all right, dude. So we got the sentient mist. Okay. Oh, that's hot. Yeah, yeah, and it's the, the picture's like this weird, like Cheshire cat thing. It's fucking. It's, it's very scary looking, actually. So described as Bigelow researchers as a neurological electricity. This unique entity is completely black in color. Takes the intangible form of a thick smoke. The smoke is described like a disembodied skin of black electrified energies that possess an intellect. Theories hold that this is a pre-transitional embodiment of a not yet formed entity as it emerged from a portal or a flash drive. The shapeless, malleable mist will eventually mold itself into a local animal or humanoid. An update to this. It says this form has been known to take a humanoid shape with a ten with tentacle appendages. <gasps> so believed to be a temporary body type taken by a uniformed entity, this form may be a temporary non-physical state uh, necessary Unformed. to survive the, phys the physically challenging and complex nature of traversing a wormhole. The mist will typically transition to a humanoid wolf or local animal shape once it emerges from the portal and is solidly within our dimensional space. Described as having tentacles, which it uses to toxify its victims by inserting them via the mouth and thereby suffocating the lugs with what feels like a burning dust. This immediately huh. transports the victim into the spirit world, a <laughs> nether region, the devoid space between the earth and the heavens. Uh, mm, I have some I have some reservations about this one. <laughs> one, yeah. the picture looks like Loga a creepy pasta. Um, yep. two, it was like a weird hentai mist, dude. Like, hello. It'll bring you to two, the shadow. Yeah, the description is it. You know, it it toxifies the victim by starting to bite them out, and feels like burning dust, which means there was a witness of it that felt it. Apparently. That felt it and did experience it, and apparently came back from between the nether region of. Earth and heavens. The devoid space. That's it. The called. devoid space. I see. Yep. Yep. Is this based off the SCP or is the SCP based off of this? Because I know Dude, those two are I don't know. awful similar. Yeah. All right. All right. Let me finish reading this. So the sightings have almost resulted in a close encounter with an entity. No communication occurs. Will result in a noticeable electric shock if physical contact occurs. Resulting final form is believed to be a lifeless yet physically real creature. Roughly 30 seconds encounter and 2% chance of seeing it. He's, oh, it's he's, not even its final form. He's crunched the numbers 2%. 2%. Go 50 times, you'll see him once. Alright, alright, alright. I want to hit you. I want to. I want to hit you with. Oh, you want to hit me? You heard me. Come at me. The you traveler. With the best, you better make it count. Oh, the traveler. An ancient-looking native man dressed in primitive attire. He and his tribe once lived on the Skinwalker Ridge cliffs and upper canyons just northeast of the ranch house where their bodies are rumored to be buried. He is said to have lost his family and entire tribe to these sky beasts, which came out of a bright light. 
He wears the skins of animals and resides within them as he travels about the ranch property. These include a wolf, a coyote, and an eagle. As a result of his contact with an alien or interdimensional presence on the ranch, he now resides on the ranch and nearby properties as an ethereal, ghost-like figure, alive, yet not so in the context that modern science understands. He is seen at times as a flesh-and-blood solid human, while other times he seems out of phase, as if translucent and within another timeline, confused by the intersection of seeing a modern-day witness alert to his presence. He serves a role as a silent witness, commonly present in the background, separate from the balls of light and whatever the host they represent. He is known within intergovernment circles as the Traveler, and was once a Navajo man, but is now no longer human. He is known to initiate communication with those who seek his audience by accepting their offerings on the property. Was once human, assumed to have died. He now resides as something of a spiritual nature, forever trapped in a timeless interdimensional void, providing warnings to truth seekers and oversight to the interactions of the foreign intelligence which frequents the property. He is a separate entity from the ranch's main hosts. His motives appear altruistic and a harbinger for the coming of the host. Encounters last one minute to two hours in duration. Appears both physically and seen transforming into animals, but also has the ability to visit the witness at the home and to appear to them while placing them in a trance-like state. He can also be channeled via Ouija board-like formats. 2% chance of seeing him in the physical form, 5% chance of making contact via non-corporeal means. So is like, he dead? Or I'm confused. He went through so many different transitions in that little... He's like out of time or something, I guess. But what really tickles me is the fact that he accepts offerings. Like, yeah, it's like, what, it's like some, it's like some like fucking god or something. What does he, what does he do with them though? If he, if he is neither alive nor dead and is just like this weird half spirit out of time, what does remember, he do if you give him a burger? A few episode, episodes ago, who woke up across the country with a random iPhone? I, I guess. That's the guy. That's the guy. Oh, the guy. He tra- he traveled. traveled. That's why they call him the traveler in inner government circles. Ah, yes. <laughs> what does that even mean, dude? I mean, what, it, what what kind of offerings does he prefer? Does it is it stuffed? Does he prefer food? Does he prefer, like, a spiritual, like, non-physical offering? Could I, offer you, prayer? could I offer you an egg in these trying times? Yeah, if, if you give him a hamburger, will he eat it? <laughs> <laughs> what? If no he fries? eats it. <laughs> if he eats it, will he shit? <laughs> Probably. Will the poo also experience That's the, the passage of time? means, dude. We've collected non-corporeal fecal matter. It's just an empty bag. <laughs> 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 we gotta test this. This must be contained. The world can never know. This cannot be released to the public. Pip, did you want to read another one? Um. Uh, let me find. Oh, that one sounds like an enticing name. Water babies, Ooh. known to the loop local oot natives. Ah, uh, uh, well, I. Sorry. <laughs> known to the local oot natives as the Powapics. 
this entity commonly inhabits the surrounding waterways. They can be recognized by their vocalizations, which mimic the sound of a crying human baby. <gasps> Horribly annoying. According to local lore, once the curious bystander goes to investigate, he or she is then dragged underwater to be drowned by the water baby. The creature is said to have a humanoid form and long dark hair also is the size of a small child. I am not making a grammatical editorialization, it's just written like that will mimic the sound of a crying child to entice its victim into close proximity to the water where it will then attempt to drown and or hypnotize its victim to drown oneself. Will transverse the canals around the ranch and can be heard swimming near those within its proximity. Imagine dying by being drowned by a fucking how many water? Dude, you just got you got baited by a baby. You hear some crying. You're like, "That's a child on Skinwalker Ranch. I better go approach this mysterious sound at the Skinwalker Ranch, and approach the water at the Skinwalker Ranch. This seems safe. I gotta go give that baby a flotation jacket. <laughs> yeah, I better inflate my jeans so that the baby can float. Real questions: How many? That's what they teach you. How many water babies do you think you could fight before one of the like before they swamped you? Like what? Give me a number. Swamped. Ah. Wait, um, are we talking in the water or outside the water? Uh, you are on the edge of the water, and they're trying to drag you in. How many babies do you think you could like? You just fucking kick them and walk away, dude. That's a baby. Like what the fuck? Well, what's he gonna hold do? Up. Well, you see, that's why that's why we're asking how many babies would it take to drag you in? I mean, if there was ten thousand babies, like you're not leaving. <laughs> right. All right, yeah, Google. I, I mean, what is the grip strength of a baby? <laughs> yeah, could yeah. you just grease yourself up? <laughs> well, like, like they're in the water, right? So they're gonna grab you, but they're gonna be slippery and shit. Like, where, like, where are they gonna like <laughs> dig their feet into the side of the river or something like? <laughs> Just running through like the shallows just to fuck with them because you're like all lotioned up or something. <laughs> Might be flies on some of you guys, but there ain't no flies on me. Just <laughs> hiking through the water. <laughs> Babies just falling off you. <laughs> I found a scientific paper where they're not giving me the the units on these graphs of the grip yeah, strength need, versus numbers years. We're figure this one out, dude. It just says like 50, 100, 150, and it's increasing. You know, like a, a four year old is only like a quarter as powerful as a 12 year old, which about makes sense. <laughs> but I need. I, oh, wait, there it is. Newtons. Newtons. So, what's like an average adult grip strength? Like, give me a frame of reference. Um, uh, I gotta open a new tab here. Grip, strength, Newton's adult. I'm glad that everyone Googles like that. <laughs> Just <in> like <laughs> sentence <laughs> fragments. Does anybody actually type out their questions long form in Google? No, I would just not. like put random words every in there so often. It it's not every so teams. often, Eddie. Just the uh, the FBI watching me feel involved. So the only times that I have in my life is when I was trying to like homework and not actually like figure out 
question. And I would just type the full question in, and oftentimes you'd find, like, the exact same question with the exact Edge. same answer. If Danny is on a train leaving Denver, <laughs> no, that's actually, the thing. It's all pulled from somewhere, dude. No one makes their own fucking true school test anymore. Yes. I always or thought it was yes. weird that teachers would get mad at me if I plagiarized, but they definitely plagiarized all their work, and they were getting paid for it. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> all right, all right. So the average, our age group, is. About a little around 500 newtons for okay. approximately. What, what, like what about these water babies? Males. One babies, um, <laughs> the lowest the lowest it goes is four years old, which is not quite a baby. That's baby so, enough. So that's baby. That's the lowest we've got here. Approximately average of about 50 newtons. Okay, so I feel comfortable saying that a baby's grip is going to be like 10 newtons or less. Um, sure. I don't know if you've ever felt like a four-year-old grabbing your sleeve versus like a baby's grip, but All right. ba- babies don't have the bones yeah. to be strong. If we, yeah. if we're, okay, so it's about ten four-year-olds <laughs> for one adult, and if it's ten water babies for one four-year-old, that's a hundred water babies for one person's <laughs> grip. And and I'm confident that I could I could shake off one person's grip. You gotta pull me. All right. Especially all right. if I'm on land and they're in the water, yeah, I, I could just fucking kick them. How off many? The how many regular adults? How many of you gripping would it take to pull you into the water? I, One, two. I think three? not more than two or three. Yeah. Just for people, I mean, that's just how your body works because we. So that's ideal. like three or four hundred babies, I think, before they get <laughs> that's, you. That's, that's a lot. And then at that point, we're talking like World War Z levels of water babies. <laughs> they just <laughs> Just a, two, a teeming mat, a wave of babies <laughs> like, like, surging out from beneath the water. Alright, okay, ne- next question, next question. Can they leave the water? Can they what? Like, are they gonna like Gulliver's Travels you and like fucking tie you down or are they stuck there? It says it. It says they traverse the canals, so I don't think they leave. I think it's like stepping into quicksand, except it's all babies. <laughs> so the, the question is, are the babies amphibious? <laughs> the question is, is there any real water, or is it just all babies? <laughs> is he his baby creek? <laughs> ah, that's the creek. So why do you call it Baby oh, Creek? <laughs> Anyways, tumble. there's a 6% chance of seeing the encounters will last from 5 minutes to 1 hour, depending on how much you struggle. With all due respect, though, I know for a fact that a person dies from drowning in, like, 3 minutes. So shouldn't the lower one time limit be, like, 3 minutes, 4 minutes, maybe? I don't know about 5. There's, I mean, there's about 2 minutes of struggle, dude. You think well, yeah, take two, two minutes, minutes if you fight in the babies for you hundreds of babies yeah. to just drag you under the water? Well, I mean, you put they start crying. And you go check it out, water. right? That, that's that's the two minutes. You're like, oh, what's happening over here? Oh God, I'm being pulled in. Oh. I guess this is fine. And you My just bad. Roll with it. My bad. I guess I didn't know we were including travel time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Travel time. <laughs> and then there's the 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 uh, we are at the edge, and they've got to lure you in to rescue the babies. I guess. Well, my, my favorite part of this is where it says it'll try to hypnotize you. Or it'll, it'll uh, attempt yeah. to drown and slash or hypnotize you. <laughs> okay. 
Because you, you look over into How the, many babies does it take to hypnotize you? No, see, the babies cast a spell. You're walking along the side of the water. You look down into the water. What's that at the bottom? Is that, is that a little burst of orange? Is that, is that a pack of Reese's peanut butter cups? And you just lean forward. <laughs> and before you know it, your like, arms are stuck in the muck. I, and you're is dinner. that a cherry's a Terry's chocolate orange? Hell yeah. <laughs> I love big 400 tarts. babies to drown you. Or one package of Reese peanut butter cups. <laughs> Jake, you want to do it's one It's so more? much easier to just get some chocolate than it is to just organize 400 paranormal babies. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah, I'll do one more. All right, so we got the Night Whistler. Ooh. Right, numerous it. accounts have been shared to me by neighbors surrounding the ranch regarding this phenomenon. Only occurs at Wait. night. By to me, who wait? So the that's, the owner of the website. That's that's what it says. I don't know. Yes. Take it as you will. Uh, neighbors hear what sounds like a male whistling in a single long note with breaks in between. It was first reported in two thousand three and is still happening to this day. It sounds like a male whistling an eerily long tune with prox the proximity mere feet about the witness's head. This anomaly only occurs at night and seems to plague those on and around the skinwalker. Whatever or whomever is whistling this tune is invisible and unknown. An invisible intelligence of unknown origin, male and gender due to the deeper, to deeper tone and possibly human. Roughly 10 seconds in counter length and about 2% chance of seeing. I guess. Hmm. Is 10 seconds eerily long though? I mean, that sounds like a bird. Yeah, mysterious like, oh, whistling whistle, near you. Whatever, you know? So, I mean, listen, if you're, if, if it's night and you're wandering around and you're looking to have a paranormal interaction, all of a sudden you hear some dude just whistling a, a jaunty tune. It's not a jaunty tune. It's one note. With like oh, a single, one note. long, Sorry, drawn one out note. note breaks. That, that, that's what makes me say that it's like a bird. Because, yeah, people whistle tunes. That's that's what we do. Um, Birds also whistle tunes. They don't just hold a note for ten seconds, though. As someone who has slept with a large tree outside my window in which the birds live, I can confirm that birds do indeed sometimes just hold a single note for like 10 seconds for absolutely no reason at like 6.30 in the morning. Birds are awful. Oh, well, I am wrong then. All right. Um, it depends on the bird. But the, like, last, the last two like, feel almost easily fakeable. You know? How you dare just, you? You put a... I, mean, I know. I feel like... I feel like... I'm I want to be the believer on this, but sound easily fakeable. Uh, how do you fake a sentient tentacle mist, though? Fog machine um, and I mean, an octopus? By, by, like by it not being real at yeah. all. By someone making it's it. It's kind of foggy outside, I guess. It makes me cough and smells kind of weird. It must be a sentient mist monster. Like what? Let me, let me hit everyone with one last one. And we'll wrap up this episode. Alright. The portal. In 2012, while on a property to the north of the ranch, I have seen this firsthand and have possibly been exposed to radiation from it. Prove it. It made the entire night scenery appear like daytime for 10 seconds. There was a very fl bright flash of light which illuminated both the sky and the ground. This has been described as like a window to another world or dimension. 
The bright light may have been the result of daylight in this other dimension or location, shinning through this window into our own time slash space. Rumor oh, it has does it. say shinning. Yeah, I know. I'm reading <laughs> it verbatim. Rumor has it the orange portals emit living creatures, while the blue portals allow vehicles to pass. <laughs> Seen to the west of the ranch, 500 to 1,000 feet in the sky. Likely the source where strange non-native animals slash intelligent entities may be entering ranch property. Manipulation of time slash space or unique energies to create a doorway to an unknown location or reality. It lasts about 10 seconds. Yeah, that's seconds. how a portal works, buddy. Yeah, 10 seconds, a 2% chance of seeing. You have a better chance of seeing that's a portal on Skinwalker Ranch than you have of seeing like a wolf in Canada. Is 10 seconds enough time to, like, take all the, the cargo from one side to the other? What do you think? Uh, I don't... It is easier to see a portal on Skinwalker Ranch than to catch that one prehistoric fish in Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> so, really, I mean, you're spending your time wrong. Go jump in a portal. Yeah. By the way, this website, incredible. Go fight, Truly amazing. Go fight some babies. Jump in a portal. Oh, I'm right. clicking around a little bit, dude. It doesn't seem like anything else that works, though. I'm desperately looking for an about me on this. Oh, my God. There's a, like, if you go to the forum, there's a military and black operations forum. I'm going in, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> the I'm, first, I'm, the I'm first just... thread I see is government's use of fake rocks. <laughs> use of fake rocks, really. Well, oh, they got a, a YouTube embedded called Scientist Nosy versus the Aliens, capital, like proper capitals, part one, all lowercase. If any of you guys, by the way, any of you at home want to check this website out, this is skinwalkerranch.org. Well, thank you all for tagging along as we wrap up this episode. We don't have all the answers because some websites don't like to give sources to their information. Thanks, as always, from us to you. Follow us on Twitter at OOTA underscore pod or our Patreon, patreon.com slash UTAP. And remember, everything has an element of the unknown. Good night. <laughs>